Yo, today's QOD is, if you want to be successful, it's going to be hard. Here we go. The Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Steve Harvey back on the show because we cannot get enough Steve Harvey. And his talk today is reminiscent of Darren Hardy's talk from a couple Mondays ago when Darren was talking about how success requires hard work. Like you're going to have to work hard. There's so many people out there just talking about how it's easy and this whole ease and flow thing and it's not going to be hard work. Like it's hard work. I think it's really important to accept that. And it's important to accept that it's also inconvenient that there's a hustle involved. And when we look at successful people, there's always a story there. It's so easy to forget that Steve Harvey slept in his car for three years, used to go to hotels and slip into the bathroom and give himself like a, a sponge bath to stay clean. We're so afraid of inconvenience these days. It's, 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 a, it's a trip, but at the same time, we want to be successful. We got to, we've got to respect the hustle. And we've got to respect the hard work and be accepting of all of it because it's the only way you're going to be able to get to where you want to go. Steve Harvey, coming up. So where I started from was my father making $5 a day. I come from nothing. I had a severe stuttering problem throughout school. I flunked out of school. I'm on my third marriage. I lost everything I've owned twice. I've been homeless and lived in a car for three years. We talking about next level? I'm finna show you how to get there. See, the cool thing about me is I ain't got nothing to sell you. I ain't got nothing for you. I'm just going to tell you how you can get to the next level. Now, I've been debating on how I was going to do this, but I thought the best way to go about this is just tell you my story. And in my story, maybe you can see some of yourself. Listen, man, anybody can be successful, but you got to understand something. It's hard. It's hard, man. You can take all the courses you want. It's hard. You can go down there to the church and hold your hands in a prayer circle. When you get through praying, it's going to be hard. You go to school, you can get all the degrees you want. When you get them degrees and you hang them on the wall, if you want to be successful, it's going to be hard. It's hard being successful. That's the first thing you need to understand come to these seminars and have these people come out here, talk to you about success and everything, come out here, and they do a nice job of it. But then you go back and think you got it. It's hard. I don't even know the speaker's names, but all these people that's up here, it was hard. That lady had the red dress on to get to where she at. It's hard. It's hard. Understand that. It's hard, man. See, and I talk real. I ain't got no paper. I ain't got no presentation. You know, I, ain't, I got some pictures if you want to see them, but 
I ain't really got them tied to nothing. It's some, got some vacation pictures. And you want to know what my life is, just follow, follow my wife on Instagram, because <laughs> that doggone Marjorie be balling. That girl right there, that's my chick, though. That's my chick. She's my wife and my chick on the side. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> I was telling you that I lived in a car for three years. In my 30s, I was homeless. I was homeless based off of a decision I made. October 8th, 1985, I walked in a comedy club for the very first time. Never been in a comedy club, but I had been writing jokes all my life. Two years, I was writing jokes for a dude taking my jokes, going to a comedy club. He was paying me $10 for it. I had never been to a comedy club, had never heard of a comedy club. I was writing for a buddy of mine named A.J. Jamal. He would pay me 10 bucks a joke. One day, I was writing some jokes for him, and I was over his house to drop him off, and this girl named Gladys Jacobs came over to the house, and she said, you the dude that's writing the jokes for A.J. Jamal? I said, yeah. She said, he the funniest dude at the comedy club. I said, at the what? <laughs> she said, he's the funniest dude at the comedy club. I'm 27. I've never heard of a comedy club. Now, all my life, I wanted to be on TV. I'm going to tell you that story a little bit later. But I just said, man, at the comedy club, she said, you should come. She said, why don't you tell the jokes yourself? Really? Tell the jokes myself? She said, yeah. Now, I'm thinking, I said, man, this could be what I've been asking God my whole life. See, some of you in this spot, well, you keep asking God, what do I do next? What's my next move? You know the hardest thing about your life? Trying to figure it out. Ain't that hard? <laughs> but do you know that you ain't supposed to do that? Do you know that God already designed you for a purpose in life? And if you would just simply ask God what it was, he could guide you to it and the search for what I'm supposed to do would be over? But oh no, we so busy figuring it out. I got news for you. How to do something? The how-to is none of your business. That's what I never knew. So I was just wanting, man, to just be on TV since I was a little kid. And the girl said, come to the comedy club. So I go to the comedy club with her. She said, we're going to go Tuesday night. I want you to sign up to perform next week. And then I want you to see how I go first. I said, cool. So I went. I walked in the comedy club. I signed up for the following week. And I sit down. I didn't have no money back then. This girl named Gladys Jacob bought me some chicken wings and grapefruit juice. And uh, I was sitting there watching. There was supposed to be 10 dudes perform. Nine of them went up. Now, I ain't laughed all night. She said, you're not laughing at none of these jokes. You know why? Because what they were doing was my actual gift. It was the thing I've been doing my whole life. So... I wasn't laughing at their jokes because I knew everything they was going to say and I knew everything they should have said where the joke would have really been funny. So I'm just sitting there just a student, man. 
So it got to the tenth guy, and they called his name, and nobody went up. And they called his name again. They said, well, it looks like number 10 isn't here. We're going to go to next week's list. Steve Harvey, come on up. <laughs> I looked at that girl, Gladys. I said, this crazy. I said, there's somebody in here got the same name I got. <laughs> she said, you really can't be this stupid. <laughs> she said, boy, that's you. And the audience clapped again, it's all white audience. I run up on stage, I ain't got nothing. First thing I say to the audience is, hey, I appreciate y'all clapping, but I ain't supposed to be here, I'm on next week's show. So I said, no, really, I ain't got nothing for y'all. So the girl Gladys yelled out, tell them about when you was boxing. So on the way down, I had told her this story about boxing. So I did the boxing joke. These, these people was in the flow laughing. So then, I had nothing else, so I had wrote some jokes for my buddy A.J. Jamal that I hadn't sold to him yet. So I said, well, hell, let me try these. <laughs> so I did them jokes. They died laughing. They bought me off stage. They brought all 10 of us up on stage. They had a clap off. That night, I won the clap off. I won amateur night, October 8th, 1985. They paid me $50. I get in the car. I'm 40 minutes from my house. Gladys is driving me home. I'm crying the entire time. I can't stop crying. She said, what you crying for? It's just $50. <laughs> I said, no, you don't understand. This ain't $50. I've been born tonight. This ain't $50. This God answering a prayer of mine that I've been praying for 20 years. This ain't $50. This is what I'm gonna do the rest of my life. I went to work the next day, October 8th, 1985, and quit my job. I have done nothing since October 8th, 1985, except one thing. I've been telling these here jokes. That's all I've ever done. That gift that God gave me, you know, the Bible says your gift will make room for you. It'll make room for you. See, if you're not doing your gift, you're wasting your time. Maybe when you wake up in the morning, see, but sales is a gift. That dude that keep winning team member of the year from the comfortable background, We <laughs> Wayne is gifted. You probably gifted, probably just as gifted as Wayne. But what do Wayne do more than anybody else? I bet you, I bet you he outwork everybody. See, you get tight right now, because you probably think him. Yeah, he don't outwork. Yeah, yeah, he do. You can tell because it shows up. He might not outwork you, but maybe he smile more. He might not outwork you, but maybe, maybe he got away with people more. Maybe he just a people person. See, all these is gifts. Your gift will make room for you. You got to identify your God-given gift. If you don't identify your gift, you're gonna waste your time. Telling jokes is my gift. It's what I do. I don't even know y'all. Let me tell y'all something. 
could, listen, if I want to, I could turn this into a comedy show. I promise everybody in here be throwing up. <laughs> if I want to. I retired from stand-up. But do you understand who I am? Y'all must have forgot. I'm one of the original kings of comedy. I was a bad boy. <laughs> It's my gift. So even as a motivational speaker, I use my gift. Nothing's more boring than sitting up listening to somebody talk for 45 minutes and you ain't laughed in 45 minutes. That was Steve Harvey. His website is steveharvey.com. You can watch today's talk. It's like two hours long on the YouTube. It is called Steve Harvey at the Sagicor Motivational Seminar, SMS 2019. That is it for me. Hope you enjoyed this week's clips. Have an incredible weekend, like the best one ever. And I will see you back here on Monday morning. I'm out. Peace. (laughs) 